It's the first day of October, 2009. Landmark climate legislation finally drops in the Senate. EPA plows forward, plus mutiny at the Chamber of Commerce. All of that and more straight ahead. Prepare for six minutes of green news and snarky commentary. Environmentalists, I swear, if you take away my plush toilet paper, I'm just going to use the next softest thing, spotted owls. You tell them, Stephen. I'm Brad Friedman of bradblog.com. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this is your Green News Rapport. latest economic study this week predicts up to 1.9 million new jobs in America if we pass our bill. The long-awaited climate and clean energy legislation has landed in the Senate. We know, we know that energy, clean energy, is the ticket to strong, stable economic growth. It's right here in front of our eyes, in the ingenuity of our workers, in the vision of our entrepreneurs. That was Democratic Senator Barbara Boxer of California, who, along with John Kerry of Massachusetts, introduced the Senate version of landmark clean energy and climate legislation yesterday. The Clean Energy Jobs and American Power Act, or Boxer-Kerry for short, it closely tracks the Waxman-Markey bill passed by the House this summer, but with a few key differences. Calls for higher emissions cuts, 20% by 2020. It also removes a provision in the House version that would have restricted the EPA's authority to regulate emissions. One thing the bill doesn't contain, the word climate. The Senate bill now now moves to committee for what promises to be contentious negotiations. What, what does that mean that it doesn't co- contain the word prime? They wanted prime. to focus on the clean energy economy and transitioning to a clean energy economy rather than focusing on climate change, which is an international issue, <laughs> not necessarily a national one. I will reserve snarky comment on that. In that case, uh, I am glad to see, however, that the Senate bill seems to be better, at least, than the House bill, which became so watered down. That said, the Senate bill still has uh, quite a ways to go and quite a bit of watering down ahead, I Yes, suspect. it has to go to uh, several committees, including the Finance Committee chaired by Max Baucus, who was doing such a great job with health care, and the Agricultural Committee, which is chaired by Blue Dog Democrat Blanche Lincoln of Arkansas, who has already said she plans on doing quite a bit to it in her committee. Oh, brother, we got to count on Max Baucus and Blanche Lincoln. Regardless, even if no legislation passes at all, the EPA announced that it will regulate the largest emitters with new regulations yet to be determined, and that means new standards for big emitters like coal-fired power plants. Predictably, powerful corporate interests like, say, the fossil fuel industry are already intensely lobbying against it, and Republicans are against it as well, calling it an energy tax that will kill jobs and destroy the economy. You can check out the bill and all the analysis online. We have it all at our website, greennews.bradblog.com. So what's the upshot here? Does this stand a chance of making it through the Senate here uh, before Obama goes to Copenhagen? It is unlikely that there will be an actual bill in place for Obama to sign prior to Copenhagen, but the Senators Boxer and Kerry do hope to have some kind of legislation at least completed prior to Copenhagen, even if it doesn't make it to to markup and reconciliation with the House before December. What could possibly go wrong? Meanwhile, climate scientists say that a sea level rise of six feet may be, quote, unstoppable at this point. At an international climate change conference held at Oxford University this week, climate scientists 
scientists say that even if the world did somehow manage to go to zero emissions, the rise is essentially inevitable by the end of the century. This is in addition to the latest study we reported on earlier this week that says even with emissions reductions, six degrees of warming may be inevitable as well. A billion people are estimated to live in vulnerable, low-lying areas along the sea, along with most of the world's major cities. And we've already seen examples of how low-lying areas are vulnerable with the tropical storm that hit the Philippines this week, killing hundreds of people. The tsunami that hit in Indonesia shows how vulnerable low-lying areas are to sea level rise. And by way of a quick update here at this hour, more than 500 people were killed by the earthquake this week in Indonesia, and at least 150 so far from the tsunami that followed it in Samoa and American Samoa. The death toll from both related events is likely to rise. The U.S. Chamber of Commerce, the nation's largest business lobbying group, has something of a mutiny on its hands. Good. over its opposition to climate change legislation. The exodus began after the chamber proposed putting climate science and the EPA on trial, literally like a scoped monkey trial over evolution. On Monday, the nation's largest electric utility announced it was dropping its membership. In a speech at, of all things, a clean energy conference, Exelon's CEO said, quote, inaction on climate change is not an option. Exelon follows Pacific Gas and Electric and New Mexico's PNM, two electric utilities who broke up with the chamber last week, over what PG&E called, quote, disingenuous Genuous attempts to diminish or distort the reality of climate change. Good. And uh, just last night, I understand uh, Nike also dropped out from the board of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. I don't know if people understand, but the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is not a federal organization. I always thought it was. In fact, it's a lobbying group. It's the largest lobbying group in the country. They lean hard to the right, and they are known for spending more money than any other lobbying organization per year. They have an extraordinary amount of power, and it's great to see some of these businesses kicking back and saying, no, no, we're not going to play along with your uh, corporatist agenda here at the expense of this planet. Now, in response, the chamber insists that it is not denying the existence or the reality of climate change, just any legislation that might come out from Democrats to deal with it. The U.S. chamber can say anything they want. I think their actions speak for themselves. Read about that and much more at our blog, greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report.